The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. You know, we've got a really special program today (laughs) and a very special guest. Our focus today is on twin flames and relationships in general, which is always a truly fascinating topic. Yeah, and our, uh, our special guest to help us to demystify this subject <laughs> of twin flames through the lens of relationships in general is Dr. Joy Bennett. That's right. Dr. Bennett is a licensed psychologist with more than 25 years of clinical experience with families, youth, and children. A longtime student of the Ascended Master, she is also co-editor of the spiritual parenting book called Nurturing Your Baby's Soul. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Glad to have you. Good to have you here. And is it okay if we just call you Joy? It's perfectly fine. Okay. I should also add, I'm also a mother and a, and a wife. That oh. might make me have some credentials here. Even yeah, more yeah. qualifications. Even more. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm neither a mother nor a wife, but you know, I'm a parent, so I'm kind of fit in it too. Anyway, the title of our show today is Your Twin Flame, A Match Made in Heaven. And this is literally true. When each of us was first made, we were created with a twin flame, alpha and omega, male and female, two halves of a whole, united in spirit as one. And our perpetual search for that perfect love here on earth Mm. stems from the experience of original wholeness and bliss that we knew with our twin flame in spirit. Yeah, and why is this search and its eventual success so important? Because each half of this original whole shared the identical divine blueprint that was impressed upon each soul when it was first created. And this is a blueprint we are destined to complete as we travel the spiritual path toward our ascension. Good. So let's begin from the perspective of our, of our pursuit of our perfect partner. Where does this pursuit come from, Joy? Great question. <laughs> it's truly the greatest love story ever told. Yeah. You know, but it's not the Hollywood version. You know, it's not this fantastic love affair is recently I was in California visiting with my uh, 33-year-old um, niece, and she was really talking about her determination to get married, to oh. get a husband, <laughs> and it's really on her heart. Yeah. And so we were having this long conversation, and the question is, how? How do you do this? Where does this pursuit come from? And it really is the soul. You know, it's your soul who yearns for that divine union and that oneness with your twin flame. So maybe not on Match.com? 
Not on MaybeMatch.com. <laughs> but here's the deal. Everyone has a twin flame, yeah. and that is a great comfort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that twin flame is irreplaceable. We were born eons ago with our twin flame mm-hmm. out of that union. And, you know, it's a great comfort to know spiritually you're never, ever apart, even though you're pursuing that twin flame. You know, I'm curious about something. It's possible, isn't it, that in our many incarnations, we've probably encountered our twin flame from time to time? I would say so, yeah. (laughs) So we have some karma together. Well, that's where the story gets complex, (laughs) and then it becomes quite a drama. And you think about all the dramas and the operas and the music and, you know, Shakespeare, Romeo, and Juliet. You know, the stories of the the drama of the karma of twin flames Mm -hmm. is that you are united, you get separated, it gets complicated with karma, (laughs) and then, you know, the reunion. Well, I wonder sometimes, do we want to meet our twin flames (laughs) with with all that karma? And, you know, I'm I'm thinking as a musician and a a songwriter, uh, years and years ago before I found this path, I kind of wondered somewhere in the folds of my garment... (laughs) <laughs> why these songs were uh, were always written in such a way that there was this perfect love that someone was looking for, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're my true love, and you're I'll be with you forever, and you know a lot of these concepts like that really big and grand, but once you understand twin flames and soulmates, then you understand. Oh yeah, that's exactly what people are it's writing soul, about. It's the soul memory, isn't it? Yeah, it's the soul memory that we all have. Yes. Well, is there any way to prepare? Well, that is a great question, too, because that's always, once you learn about the twin flame, the next question is, well, how do I get ready to meet this twin flame, isn't it? Yeah. But guess what? (laughs) Looking without, looking Mm -hmm. without yourself Mm -hmm. is not the key. Yeah. It's really pursuing the inner wholeness, you know, and your own inner path, because you become a magnet, you see, well, I, you become a magnet to attract the perfect partner. Mm-hmm. As you look within, I mean, is it something you're suggesting perhaps that our twin flame is a lot like us? Yes. So if we kind of get to know ourselves, we're probably getting to know in some respect our twin flame. Right. And, <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, yeah. you have to become the partner that you want to mm-hmm. magnetize. You know, I mean, I even give nuts and bolts, you know, talking to many youth and young adults about, you know, make a treasure map, make a list of the virtues you want, you know, in that perfect partner. You know, great idea. I mean, and then become it. That's the other part, though. You make that list, but then you have to become that wholeness and see, then you can magnetize that perfect partner. I think it's a wonderful idea to actually treasure map. Your twin flame. Isn't that well, a great idea? I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's it really is. good. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, too, if you want the neighborhood to, to start looking good or your next-door neighbor to clean up their yard, clean up your own yard first. In other words, work on your own psychology. And you're a psychologist. Yeah, I was going to get into that a little later. Yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to that. And, yeah. But that, that's what I'm thinking if people will begin to work on their own psychology. In other words, look, start looking within. Look in the mirror in the morning and say, what can I do to improve this person, to attract who I'll be looking for, rather than going out and beating the bushes. Exactly, twin, exactly. Twin flame, know thyself. Yeah. Twin flame, know thyself. <laughs> I have a cute story to tell you. Um, some years after I was married, well, I don't know how many years it was, but my husband said to me, you know, he showed me this old kind of yellowed index card, <laughs> and he had made this little card with a little motto on it that he had done years before when he was trying to, you know, search for the, the wife that he wanted who loved God. Yeah. And so he had on this card, pray for joy. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! And he showed it to me some some years after we were married, and I thought it was really precious because it was not only joy in his life and joy in love and expanding that, you know, but it was my name. It was your name. That's wonderful. You know, yeah. I'm reminded wow. of you. I know you know the story probably, but C.S. Lewis, his autobiography, um, "Surprised by Joy," was about his conversion. Number one, but his his wife's name is Joy also. So surprised. And there was a great movie, wasn't there, about that? Shadowlands. Oh, that's right, with Johnny Depp, I think, or somebody like that. Uh-huh. Maybe not Johnny Depp. I don't yeah, know. I don't know who it was. No, it was actually, um, I can't remember. It was a good, good actor, though. It was the, a very the good actor. Senior moment. Yeah, yeah. senior moment. <laughs> yeah. So what is it that, that, that keeps people from kind of finding their, I mean, pro- people are probably wondering that. How come I haven't found that person yet? Yeah. Uh, it's obviously it's karma. We carry karma within ourselves, and yeah. so good, which is kind question. of what we're talking about. Work work on yourself. In other words, eliminate some of your own karma, and then uh, you know you can you can kind of. Well, a, well the other thing, person. though, you know, that's a good point. Karma does prevent you possibly from meeting your twin flame, but you know, your twin flame may be a child, oh, yeah. maybe someone who's in heaven. Mm-hmm. Also, if meeting your twin flame is going to cause cataclysm in your own life or break up a family or something, that may be another reason twin flames aren't meant to be together. Because the truth is your soul has lessons to learn. Yeah. So it's not always a given that you're meant to be with your twin flame in the married relationship. Now, that's a great point because I think um, we, we don't want to get the impression that until you meet your twin flame, you're not going to make your ascension. Right. You know, that your twin flame could be ascended. Exactly. And so right. it, is, it would be a great thing probably to meet your twin flame to con- complete that karma, but it isn't necessary. It's not necessary. And here's the other wonderful, wonderful thing to, to remember. Every, every bit of love that you give to anybody, right. your, your marriage partner, your um, children, you know, other loved ones, mm-hmm. every love that you give goes to your twin flame. That's an interesting That concept. relationship is always there. Ah. You see? So you may be yearning for a spiritual path because your twin flame's up in heaven and, are, and pulling you homeward. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you may be someone who's kind of burdened and going after relationship after relationship because perhaps your twin flame is sort of caught in something halfway across the world or living in poverty or really needs your upward, you know, light to pull them up. Wow. So you just never know. Right. Well, and but love it, is always the gift you give to your twin so flame. So it's an always it's always a deposit in your twin flame's account, there so you to go. speak. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really good to know. And even so if it's a soulmate and and you know, you can you can have a, a wonderful like my wife, I we don't know whether we're twin flames or soulmates, but we treat each other like we're exactly. twin flames. There, see? That's a great that's key, the key right, right there. there. Yeah. yeah, that's like and see the Christ, be the Christ; see the twin flame, be the twin flame. Yeah. And you know what else is really interesting? Let's say people always want to know. Okay, how do I how do I know if I recognize my twin flame? Mm-hmm. How would right. I recognize it? And here's the interesting thing about that: <laughs> it's not falling in love. In the human sense, uh-huh. when you meet someone. Oh, See, you have to expand that's a key. on that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. But you might be surprised to learn twin flames don't look alike often. They often have very different personalities. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Because sometimes the intensity of the attraction is actually more of a karmic kind of connection or an intense connection because the energy that's negative of a negative karma needs and wants to get resolved in that intense love. So sometimes the intense attractions are karmic. So it'll feel 
it'll feel positive, but it's it's because there's a lot of negative things that you're going to have to handle, and that's why they Which say when the, when the honeymoon is over. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I think it's a great point to make that they're not going to perhaps look like us, even though we know that there's an identical nature in our souls and not necessarily translating to... Person out or person out. Yeah, like, what? Well, she doesn't have my nose. Yeah. You know, you know Mark <laughs> Prophet and Elizabeth Prophet didn't look alike. You not know, she talks all. a lot about her stories in some of the books that you're going to sure. be recommending. But, you know, they were very different personalities. I know she told the story of she was in, she was... Uh, she was a strong personality. He was, and some astrologers said they'd never make it on. They clash, know, they'd yeah. clash and right. all that. Um, that happened to my husband and I too, by the way. <laughs> the astrologer looked at our astrology and said, "This will never do." He's a Taurus. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. You know, oh, and boy. all the stars. Oh, but you know, it's it's really always about you know love and the true heartfelt love that smooths over all of that. You yeah. Know? But, and by the way, you, yeah. you you mentioned that the the love that we exhibit, the love that we create or express is shared with our twin flame so we're never really separated exactly mm. exactly we are never separated and truly if you are wondering how would i recognize my twin flame do know that it's a very deep inner experience it's a very deep inner experience it's not the outer personality and no you are never separated oh isn't that a comfort? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm comforted knowing that I don't necessarily have to recognize this soul in this embodiment to know that I am connected to that soul Isn't always that, and forever. I you know. know. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, I was just thinking you mentioned Match.com, eHarmony. Uh, <laughs> there's some Christian. Uh, Christian uh, Mingle. S- yeah. Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. Now, are those are those places where people can begin to maybe find harmonious relationships? What... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just the principles, though, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But really working on yourself, working on your psychology, working on, you know, your own spiritual path, becoming a magnet of love, you know. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all of those things so you're not looking without to have your needs filled. Yeah. Indeed. Well, we've got to take a short break right now. <laughs> When we return, we will talk more with Dr. Joy Bennett on the, on the spiritual nature of relationships, and we'll share Elizabeth Clare Prophet's perspective on the subject as well. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. 
Remember, TSL.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, let's pick up where we left off, shall we? Sure. <laughs> I think it's not possible to get into any depth on this topic of relationships without talking about karma. Uh, how do we get through karmic relationships? Do you want to give us maybe an example of kind of how this could look out there in the world that we could relate to? Well, um, yeah, and I think a good place to start is let's say um, we've got a practical example. Um, say Martha. Okay. Martha's been in many relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's say while she was in high school and college, and she's currently married now with three children. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a journey. <laughs> it, you know, we all know relationships can be a bumpy journey, yep. Okay, which is the karma. So, But how do these relationships all fit into, let's say, the one twin flame relationship? Well, it's a great question because what Mrs. Prophet teaches is that life is like a series of tests or initiations to balance our karma. Mm-hmm. And we may marry, we may have other beautiful relationships, but they may not all be that ultimate twin flame. So there are two other kinds of relationships, Mm -hmm. the soulmate relationship Mm -hmm. and the karmic relationships. Uh Now, uh, do you all know what a soulmate is? Have you heard of that? Well, we talked about it before. Have you? You want to add? uh, Well, I just, you know, the the soulmate is a little different Mm -hmm. from the the one twin flame Mm -hmm. because it's a kindred soul. Mm -hmm. You may have more than one soulmate, but you're kind of complementary, you often look alike and you may have a common mission common you know, mission yeah you that's know that common mission before. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so there's that sense of the soulmate and you share that deep soul connection but the karmic relationship that you brought in mm-hmm. is that they're always intense you know they can be <laughs> you know they can be irritating right yeah right you yeah. can all relate to that you know um we we know that they can be uh you know kind of uh annoying they can make us uncomfortable, but the point is, is that the energy is coming up for resolution. Yeah, so you know, this is we got karmic have, balancing. This is karmic balancing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that's what um, that's what is important to know about the karmic relationships. Always because you want to purify your love. So yeah. Um, so when people are arguing about the same thing over and over again, if the if the two of them the two of them can begin to, to just sit down and say, okay, this is a karmic situation. What yeah. are we going to do about this? Let's so talk about in. this particular item. Exactly. And then and then work on it. Exactly. Yes, yeah. you were saying in the, in the first segment, talking about, in fact, you brought it up, Terry, I think it was balancing our karma through understanding our psychology and kind of getting underneath it so we can be done with it once and for all and yeah. not keep returning to the same point again and again, again and again. Again and again. And here's the thing. <laughs> The karma creates a psychology. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought of that? Mm-hmm. And the idea is relationships are like the mirror to our psychology. If we're They're willing the to look. If oh, we're willing yeah, yeah. to look. So you're going to keep attracting the same relationships, this the same bugs, dynamics. This person bugs me on this point, and it's probably something in me that's yeah. being reflected back. Yeah. Okay, so okay. What, if, what if you resolve your, uh, your karma and that karmic relationship, but your partner doesn't? Is it time to break up? Can you can you leave it being unresolved? Well, good good point. You know, <laughs> and here's the thing: yeah. 
I mean, I think you know innerly, in, inwardly, let's say, that there's just nothing much left in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you just know, I have really forgiven this person. You know, it may be that you have a gnawing kind of emptiness in the relationship where it's just not going very well. Right. Or, you know, breaking up could also be things such as the person's really encroaching on your spiritual path or there's just constant inharmony. Right. But there's just a sense, you know. Sure, understood. Like yeah. Now, now, sometimes these karmic relationships manifest before the people are married, right? This can be a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. You meet somebody, you recognize either soulmate potential right. or perhaps you recognize the friction. Right. So if it's going well, how do you know when it's time to get married? Good question. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that happens, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Mrs. Prophet gives two really key things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Two key questions. Will your union serve a greater purpose for God? You know, um, will it unlock the creative fire, you know, in terms of a creative work of art or an inspiration or raising children, you know, the yeah. greatest, you know, work of creative work of love. So will it, what do you want in a man? What do you want in a woman? So that question of will your union serve a greater purpose for God? Mm-hmm. No, question number one. Okay. Question number two. Are you deeply in love? Mm-hmm. Very important question. Why? Can you think why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because karma, the when the honeymoon is over, yeah, you got yeah. The, the rest you know, of your life to figure out. You got out. the rest of your life. And, you know, marriage is arduous. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, it has great, great joys. But we're all, we've all, we're all married. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, the marriage is successful because of the, the love and the work you put into it. Yeah, yeah, and the willingness to do the work, too. Yeah. Because you don't want to have it either take you by surprise or necessarily go, wait a minute, this, I didn't sign up for this. Do you know the real, real <laughs> deep reason, re, you know, meaning of the marriage vow is that you are yeah. carrying one another's karma. And that's yes. something not really understood, you know. Well, that's actually a very beautiful point. Isn't you know, it? That, that it is a union to bear the the burden together. Yes. You know, I mean, it's always been kind of a romantic way and to look at it. And in health, you know, yeah. those those phrases really make a lot of sense when they you do. have the spiritual understanding. Of yes. it. Indeed. Well, you know, obviously, as we're talking about this, this is a very rich topic. I know. Yes, it is. Um, and we'd like to play for you now just a short excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Ascended Master's perspective on relationships. Here it is. If I were to help you live your life in this hour each one of you at a different age and cycle and moment. I would tell you to seek and find your teacher, who is your Holy Christ Self and your I Am Presence, to translate your love for your twin flame into your love for the Ascended Master of your choosing, to immerse yourself in the world service of that Master, to set a level of how you want to live your life, And by setting your course, you are defining what you want in a mate. And you will wake up one day and find your twin flame at your side. Sometimes I counsel people who say they're alone, they're tired of being alone, they want to get married. And I say, well, you can't just marry anyone because you're alone. What do you want in a man? What do you want in a woman? Describe this person to me. Draw the profile of the Christ qualities that you want to find. You have to decide, are you going to be on the low road, the mediocre road, the high road, the road of excellence? Where are you positioning yourself? 
What you want in your counterpart, you must become. So someone says, well, I want my, my wife or my husband to help me on the path. I want somebody I can lean on. I want somebody that's going to uh, supply the strengths where I have weaknesses. Well, those things may be a part of the package because we don't marry unless we have needs, obviously. But the reverse is really the case. You have to supply the strength. You have to give the guidance on the path. You have to expect to be the pillar of fire in that marriage, in that partnership, in that relationship. And what comes back to you from the other person should not be because of a level of expectations, but as a grace and kind of an added something that comes along with it. Your expectations should never be in your mate. They should be in yourself and in your presence. And you know what happens then? You are totally free to give. You don't just give because someone's nice to you. You give because there is this fountain overflowing within you. You can make up for someone else's incompleteness. You can supply the wholeness. You don't have to have hurt feelings or feel sorry for yourself because somebody didn't deal with you the way you were expecting. All of your expectations should be in your God presence and in yourself to bring that presence down. You cannot attract to yourself your twin flame unless you are physically manifesting that Christhood that is the other side of that twin flame. That is the challenge and the course that is set before you. And at that point, when you are your Christ, you are the Christ of your twin flame. That twin flame will be there even if that person is an ascended master or somewhere else in the world, the Holy Christ self of that twin flame will be reinforcing you. Things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. If you embody the minus or the plus, it's just the law of the magnet. There is no separating. The two must be one. So let's get out of the sense of separation or self-pity or apartness. And let's remember there's a world to save. The world you save must be your own and you're saving it for yourself and your twin flame. But your twin flame may be a child somewhere that does not have good care or good education or is into drugs. Someone caught in a very difficult entanglement, a life and death struggle. The world you save, namely planet Earth, San Francisco, California, is the world that your twin flame may be living in right now. You have an absolute vested interest in saving this planet for your twin flame and for your fiery destiny together. Therefore, I suggest that you become the most charging, fiery disciple of God, of the Lord Christ, the Lord Buddha, or the master of your calling who is ascended. Whatever human teacher you may have, you need to be under the tutelage of an ascended master because it is in the power of the ascended masters to sponsor you and your twin flame. 
If you desire that sponsorship, but you have karma, the masters want to see some proof. The constancy, the consistency of the dedication, it's not just a flash in the pan, but carries on through thick and thin, that doesn't suddenly get delighted about the path and then cool off in a matter of weeks and take up something else that's interesting. It is the consistency starting now, if you don't have it, or the consistency of lifetimes and this lifetime, of being a person who is trustworthy. Are you good for your word? When you tell your friends you will do something, do you do it? When you make a commitment to your children or your spouses or those with whom you are karmically tied, do you carry through all the way? Do you give support when you say you will give support? Do you flit around or you, do you stick with a job even when it gets so you don't like it because you need that job to support people who depend on you? Dependability, trustworthiness, keeping your word, not giving it lightly, having a good self-assessment of what you can and cannot do. All these things count when it comes to your relationship with your I Am Presence, your Ascended Master, and your Twin Flame. If you don't have a good relationship with yourself, don't expect to have a good relationship with your Twin Flame just because you are tied at inner levels. I think that's always pretty good advice, <laughs> would you yeah. say? Well, up next, we're going to hear about sexuality and spirituality. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. What is the truth about twin flames and soulmates? What is the real meaning of sex? And how can you achieve ultimate bliss? Let's find out. Picking up where we left off yesterday... 
What about soulmates and twin flames? As we were saying, twin flames are the opposite polarity of the same being. People in love often find that they feel in their oneness that they are part of the same person. And this is the energy of love that comes from God, as God really is the source of love in our relationships. Twin flames were created by God in the beginning, out of the same sphere of consciousness. Each half of the whole has the same electronic pattern or blueprint, and that blueprint is not duplicated anywhere in cosmos. Twin flames often look alike, and yet they are often opposite in their manifestations as they are intended to be the totality of the Father-Mother God in expression. Soulmates are complementary souls who are working out a polarity of manifestation in one of the planes of consciousness. Their tie is for a particular mastery in time and space, whereas the ultimate union is with one's twin flame. Now the energies which twin flames share are the energies of God. And when these energies are consecrated to the glorification of the real self and of reality, we find that joy and bliss and expansion of consciousness and creativity follow them wherever they go. How likely is it that a person will find one's soulmate or one's twin flame? It is often very likely. People incarnate and they travel halfway around the world to find that twin flame. And it is because there is an inner magnet and an inner lodestone that draws one to one's true self, one's inner self and to its representative in form. The story of Evangeline is the story of the pursuit of one's twin flame. There's a great deal of energy on sexual matters going around these days, and we hear a lot of talk about it's absolutely essential to be free in what one does. How do you feel about that? Well, I look at the word sex as an abbreviated term for sacred energy or sacral energy. Sex is the sacred energy of life. And the origin of that energy is in the mother focus, the base of the spine chakra. I don't deal with sex as being right or wrong, but I deal with God as energy. I deal with the individual having free will and the gift from God to determine what he will do with that energy. He may choose to meditate upon the trinity within the heart and the magnet of light within the heart to raise the energy of the sacred fire from the base of the spine chakra. With the raising of that kundalini comes an experience in each succeeding chakra. In the base of the spine chakra, the seat of the soul, then the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. These centers are sacred centers for God awareness. The polarity of the centers is the masculine ray. When we raise the mother light or the mother energy from the base of the spine, there is the fulfillment of wholeness in each succeeding chakra, and the individual will experience the bliss of attunement with the Father-Mother God and of wholeness. Sex, then, is much more than a simple experience between man and woman. It is a very intimate experience with God, and the individual has been given a gift of energy. It is a portion of the Godhead. And a portion of that energy is anchored in each of the chakras. We have the free will then to decide what we will do with this energy. 
Many people have seen that through meditation and the giving of mantras, how easy it is to raise the sacred fire and to begin to have deep inner experiences in the mysteries of God. Alternatively, the use of the sacred fire in sex has its highest culmination when it is for the bringing forth of children within the marriage framework. That is the great dedication of the sacred fires within the base chakra itself. When it is not for the purpose of bringing forth children, it is for the purpose of the balance of energies between man and woman in the married state. Now that balance of energy may also be achieved by the raising of the energies of the spine and their consecration in each of the chakras until finally the opening of the thousand petal lotus through the crown chakra. The bliss of this experience cannot be described and it cannot be compared to any earthly bliss. It is beyond what anyone could even imagine he could experience in this life. The bliss of that union then far outweighs any other union and yet until man and woman have tasted of that fruit many of course prefer the sexual experience then you're saying that that enlightenment is related to inner wholeness well I would say enlightenment is related to the raising of the energies of the mother to become one with the father within the self enlightenment comes through contact with God but we've talked about the proper use of sexual energies. What about the misuse of sexual energies? The misuse of sexual energies comes about in the overindulgence in sex and its perversions, which we are aware are rampant on earth today. The normal flow of the sexual energies between man and woman, united and blessed by their own inner God presence, is certainly ordained by the Lord, the misuse of sex cuts off the natural attunement of the soul with the I am presence because the soul requires this sacred fire in order to rise to that higher level of consciousness which is the union with the Godhead. We find that the misuse of sex and its proliferation in promiscuity results in untimely diseases, degeneration, and disintegration. Michelangelo was asked why the face of Mary in the Pieta was so young when Jesus was 33 and she is holding him as he comes down from the cross. And his reply was that the virtuous woman is always young. It is not a matter of sin and virtue. It is not a matter of right and wrong. It is a matter of the conservation of the life force. When one conserves the life force, one has a greater quantity of God manifesting within the temple. And so I think that by free will, when individuals misuse sex through overindulgence, that they are depriving themselves of cosmic consciousness. People then who are sensual by nature are very much involved in the things of this world, and they deprive themselves of the inner bliss of the heaven world that is within all of us. This is the great loss, not because it is a sin, but because the sex has become a wedge between the self and the Godhead. The thrust of so much of the material that you see on media and read in books and literature these days seems to be directed toward persuading people to misuse their sexual energies. Is this directed toward death? Well, I would say that the attempt to keep mankind in an eternal round of involvement in the things of this world, we might say, is calculated to 
deprogram the soul from its natural inclination to rise, the natural inclination of the soul to seek the inner union with the God-Self is very much a part of the yearning and the sense of loneliness. And because people do not have the path presented to them, they satiate themselves in the activities of this life and they keep themselves going 24 hours a day because when everything stops, they are still left with that gnawing, that loneliness, which is the soul that has not been satisfied through that bliss experience, which should be the daily experience of one's meditation. So you're offering meditation as uh, an alternative. I have given courses in meditation and in the use of the science of the spoken word where I have seen young people and people of all ages draw the energies of the sacred fire naturally into higher chakras. And I have seen the blossoming of life. I have seen joy and health and radiant faces and fulfillment that the world would not conceive could be achieved with the mastery of this energy. In light of what you said, what's your advice to young people? Well, I would emphasize the fact that We have all been given this tremendous gift from God, which is free will. The second tremendous gift we have been given is the use of God's energy. All energy which we use in thought, in feeling, and in our sexual expressions belongs to God. What we have to realize is we have only so much energy that we have been given, and we must decide what we are to use it on. This energy is reflected in the quantity of time and space that is available to us each day and the limitations which we all experience of what we can accomplish. Multiply this over a lifetime and you see that there is not an infinite portion but a finite portion that is allotted to us. I would tell young people then that the sacred fire within you is your creative life force. You can put it to use for the elevation of the entire earth, or you can squander it on the immediate indulgences of the senses. I would say that sex in proportion and in balance is part of life on earth, but when it becomes out of balance, it becomes the death of the soul consciousness. I would encourage young people then to take up the study of meditation, to study the science of the spoken word, to experiment with the experiencing of these sacred energies in all of the chakras and not just in the base of the spine. This is altogether possible and it can be begun today and the experiences that you can have beginning right now are phenomenal. There is just a world of light and joy waiting for the individual who will just try to enter into meditation and in the use of scientific mantras. Isn't special training required? Yes, special training is required, and this is why we have Summit University here, why we've written a number of books on the subject. It does require coming in contact with those who are currently demonstrating this science, and we'd like to invite young people to visit us and to call us up to just, for a moment, consider an alternative way of life which actually has been lived for thousands of years in previous cultures on Earth. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to know more about Summit University, both on-site and online, um, look us up, summituniversity.org, summituniversity.org. Up next, we invite Dr. Bennett to join us for a lively question-and-answer session. Don't go away.
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back one more time and happy to uh, continue our discussion on relationships with Dr. Joy Bennett. Now, um... Here's one of those big cosmic questions, you know, it's kind of a, it takes a lifetime to really know this, but I'm going to expect an answer within 15 seconds oh, or so. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the cosmic interchange of divine love in the marriage relationship is meant to be the same creative love that framed the universe in the beginning. Isn't that right? That's right. <laughs> it's a big one, isn't it? That's well, there you go. Yeah, the love of God is the love of twin flames. <clears throat> yeah. If you'd like to expand on that, because I know it is a rather big topic. Well, you know, it's... As Mrs. Prophet said, um, that exchange of divine love in mm-hmm. marriage is really you're loving the beloved of God in your, your lover and in your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. And that exchange in the marriage ritual is the, for the transfer of light and love and, and the light of causal bodies in that union. And that enhances the positive qualities. Boy, that keeps um, it on a very high plateau, doesn't it's, it? It's what happens in the, when, <laughs> yeah. you, when you have the ceiling in, in, in the marriage framework, yeah. as Mrs. Prophet says. So love is love is love, and it's sealed. And you enhance the causal bodies of each partner, and that is for the purpose of the creative love in bringing forth children or an inspiration or, again, an enterprise or some great work for humanity. Well, so it's quite a perspective. Quite a perspective, yeah. indeed. Yeah. I think that when, when you recognize that on a moment-to-moment basis, that you're with, with your partner, you're really interchanging your partner with God. And that everything you say, you do, everything that you're feeling is an expression that is going directly to the God center of that person. Yes, it is. Ooh, I mean, that's, you know, that makes you think about everything you want to say and do. Right. And, you know, I think one of the core understandings that Mrs. Prophet has given us is that we truly, even in the twinkling of an eye, you can spiritualize the sexual relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, we have books, for example, there, there are meditations in uh, Nurturing Your Baby's Soul, a book that we have from mm-hmm. Summit Lighthouse. Um, but simple sacred music, simple prayers that you and your partner choose to do, um, but it's the consecration of that sacred energy that is the key. And it's that change of consciousness that can happen in the twinkling of an eye. Indeed. You know, would you mind mentioning to us where we can get that book? Well, that's Nurturing Your Baby's Soul. Mm-hmm. And there are meditations in there that are suggested for the rituals of conception. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, through the Summer Lighthouse um, so TSL.org. Bookstore. Bookstore. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, just use that search bar, folks, and you'll find it. Nurturing mm-hmm. Your Baby's Soul. Right? Yeah. So here's another question, though. How, how do you reconcile sexual desire with spiritualizing sex? Good question. You know, that's, that's the bottom line question, yeah, you know? very much so. But truly to understand that physical desire is simply God's desire to create. Just think of that. Oh, I see. Ooh, I like yeah. it. Physical desire is simply God's desire to create because mm-hmm. the sexual energy is the creative energy of love. So you can still love God in each other and experience physical Attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, it again, you need to know and just believe you are a co-creator with God. Yep. Now, you've probably danced on this. My next question <laughs> okay. already, but uh, just whatever you want to add to it. All sure. relationships have the capacity then to be mystical and holy, don't they? All yes. of them. Yes. All of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So even just meeting. You meet someone uh, the first time you meet them, and you have, uh, you know, you may not think in terms of marriage or whatever, but, but there's an attraction. There's an attraction. Mm-hmm. So make it holy. Exactly. Consecrate it. Make it holy. Yeah. And you have to be practical. Well, yeah. we'll get, and we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the change of consciousness in terms oh, of loving boy. God and the other person. Yeah. And I went to a dance and I met God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the thing. If two people come together, you know, without this understanding, you know, as Mrs. Prophet said, what can happen is they may experience the physical um, pleasure, but they can also unknowingly take on each other's karma. And so it be- can become kind of a weight. So there is really a choice in terms well, of your consciousness. Yeah, and I think you're, 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 you're moving in the direction of something that we heard Mrs. Prophet saying in her interview, too, is that there is a danger, potential danger in casual relationships. Yeah, it's it's it is, and it's you know it's the it's the choice you make. There's always free will, mm-hmm. but to understand this is God's sacred energy and creative energy, and the spending of that can have a toll. Does have a toll in terms of the spinning of the light and the chakras. Yeah, well, it's you just know, and, and the law of energy. Law of energy, yeah. and, and you're reminding me that we heard her say that the gift of free will is God's greatest gift. The gift of the sacred energy was the next. Yes. You know, this is important stuff. It is. And, and, and another really, really important thing that she uh, emphasized was this is not about sin. It's mm-hmm. not about shame. It's not about guilt. It's nothing along those lines. It's about how do you use God's energy. Indeed. Yeah. That's yeah. what's the important understanding. Uh, and I was, I was getting the visualization of, of picking up excess baggage, you know, when you're having casual sex. And then... A lot of it would be like one of these baggage carts going out to a plane, you know, <laughs> full of full of luggage. I mean, yeah, literally, get, I mean, I say that in a funny sort of a way. Well, but then you miss your flight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry. Anyway. Well, what happens is you don't, you, you know, getting back to the beginning, you just, we're seeking, our souls are seeking that ultimate union. Mm-hmm. And what happens is with the baggage of extra karma, you may miss the twin flame was walking through the door. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. You That's miss, the you miss bottom line. Flight. You miss your flight. You yeah. miss your flight. 
Okay, so I get that sex is not right or wrong, but that it's God's energy. And, and we've talked about this a little bit here. Yep. And that we all have free will to do what we want with God's energy. But can you explain more about how to spiritualize sex? And you yep. touched on it with the, this book. Yeah. some information. And just, again, in the twinkling of an eye, it's just yep. this understanding that Mrs. Prophet gives that it's um, with simple meditation, with that perspective that you love God in, your, in, in the beloved, in your mm-hmm. husband, your wife. Um, in your relationships, and that that in in itself is the change of consciousness. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, what do we tell teens and young adults? Well, that is the question. <laughs> and I have a daughter, and I know you all have daughters yeah. and are ch- yeah, you know, children, and yeah, you have yeah. grandchildren and that, and yeah. it's indeed a challenge, especially in this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, as Mrs. Prophet said, um, one of the things is to offer the young people opportunities to really experience the sacred fire in all of their chakras, mm-hmm. not just the base of the spine, but to understand light and lo- and vibrancy in all the chakras and experience that, you know, to stretch, to develop their passions through drama, through sports, through academics, through yoga, through adventures, you know. It's all of the chakras and experiencing that light well, is you, one of the keys. Well, certainly, and, and, and I know this is an obvious thing to say, but we know from our own children's experiences, and probably our own too if we can remember back that far, <clears throat> the peer pressure to go along, to be acceptable, not just accepted, to do the things that are supposedly cool and all that. I mean, you, that's a big mountain to climb. It is a big mountain. You know? And, you know, I think that's the thing where you think, well, how do you date in this day and age and that, you know? And, again, that comes back to what we talked about at the beginning, you know, in terms of loving yourself, knowing your identity, you know, and getting really practical about the nuts and bolts of, you know, your boundaries in in a date, you know, in relationships, you know, sexual boundaries, emotional boundaries, you know. And remember, when it gets intense, you know, that's kind of a red flag that there may be some karmic attraction here and maybe get some space. Well, is, Take some time. Is, yeah. is there one piece of advice above all of this that you would give young people in, in how to deal with this pressure? Well, one of the things, um, you know, one of the things, and I sort of say this to all the parents out there, too, is really stay connected to your children, you know. Stay connected and keep a safe haven for them to talk through these things with mm-hmm. you. You know, in a sense, you need to inoculate your children, you know, in the cultural diet, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, I mean, I was at a movie with my daughter last weekend, and it's like, we kind of were, you know, all the previews are hitting you, and it's like, oh, we better close our eyes here, or what do you think's going on there? How does that feel to you? And, you know, you have these discussions all the time. So you were discoursing with her during those I mean, just during the previews, you know, because you get hit with all this stuff. So, you know, inoculating your children and, and having these discussions and having in your home, you know, invite the teens to your home. You know, and a place where you can have them there and, you know, again, offering a lot of options, you know, how they can experience not the pairing up, but groups of kids doing things together. Yeah. Well, and thank you. And I yeah. think that's probably really good advice. And one of the things that I wonder is when that young person is alone in that moment of decision, where they don't have their parents perhaps there yes. or they don't have their, their, their friends necessarily, they're in that moment of that, that test, that initiation what can they remember first and foremost that will help them to be discerning and make the right decision? You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the moment of the test because, you know, you've done all this preparation and you've kind of, you know, work, they've kind of come up with what are their boundaries and mm-hmm. how far do they want to go. And, again, it's, you know, take a deep breath, 
Yeah. Yeah. We talk about it as take a sunshine breath, you know, <laughs> just take a deep sunshine breath, you know, go to your God presence, you know, feel the flame of light in your heart, you know, have a, the mantra that you go to whenever you go to, uh, you know, when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all that comes to the moment in that pinnacle of decision, you know, all those habits that you've developed. Well, it's Does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to be very practical because yeah. those well, moments of decision in the backseat of the car are going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. I think we remember because it's become a cliche, you know, what would Jesus do? What would God do? Yeah. You know, you, have to, you, you can ask yourself that question, and I think that brings perspective to the highest place possible in that moment. Mm-hmm. And how am I loving myself? How am I loving God and myself, yeah. you know? Yep. You, you know, I want to mention this book that people can get, too. Uh, oh, good. Let me throw this in. So if you want to learn more about Twin Flames, marriage, dating, and sex, there's a pocket book, a little pocket book called Twin Flames and Soulmates by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And you can find it on Amazon and from our bookstore at tsl.org. Great, Terry. Oh, that's really good. That's a great yeah. book. Yeah, like, and it, you can put it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it all dog-eared and one thing or another. Wear it out. It's okay. Yeah. Well, once what, again, Terry, we've done it. What uh, have we got any more? We can well, can I give no. a plug? Yeah. Yes. Let's remember me. that keep our eye on the prize, and our eye on the prize is the bliss of love, okay, and the reunion with the twin flame, and remember that all of these things, you know, are part of the the path of getting there to magnetize your twin flame and really deeply experience that bliss because that's the yearning of your soul. I hear you. Well, yeah. and let go and let God, you know. And what a wonderful note to end the show on today. We've just evaporated another hour. <laughs> Every week we do this. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to thank Dr. Joy Bennett for joining us today. It's been a true pleasure. This hour has gone by like five minutes. I know. And well, um, Thank you so much for having me, too. We'll, we'll have you back. We'll have you there's, back. There's more in this such that we can oh, explore, sure. I'm sure. And thank you out there for listening and joining us. And remember, if you have questions and concerns, send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. Please do. tsl.org. <laughs> we'll answer you promptly. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 